Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. week until when you come over to record the podcast i'll be able to give you a hug oh god meal that week <laughs> <laughs> that's really mean of me sorry as soon as i saw the news about hugs being allowed again i thought i'm not be happy about this i don't want to get tom arrested but we met up with some friends on sunday in a park i didn't i just didn't hug them didn't occur to me he went in for a hug i was like what? tom what are you doing i'm calling the police the perfect excuse and he's still going in for it. I, I love it because sometimes if I do see people, they there's a hint of a hug and then I get to be slightly holier than now and Oh not yet. Yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not till it's legal. Yeah. yeah. I I'm I'm not hugging until the whole thing is completely eradicated. Right. So what you mean there's no cases left exactly. in the world. Yes, yes. Yeah, that that could be my thing as well. Yeah. Worldwide zero. Yeah. I noticed that you Got excited by this as you just sat down. Yes, I found a toy on your desk and it looks like a robot in disguise. My son got it for his birthday. It is, you are quite right, it's a car that transforms into a dinosaur. Now, unfortunately, my son, he has a touch of the Incredible Hulk or something to him in that if something doesn't immediately become self-explanatory his instinct is to then just try and smash it <laughs> okay <laughs> right this is good I, I can already feel that if i don't if i'm not careful i'll mm. get us too far off the beaten track but yesterday sarah was doing something with the power hose she was cleaning the front yard mm. so the hose pipe was trailing right the way through the house mm-hmm. eugene was in the living room on the ipad mm-hmm. and i was out at the chemist picking up a prescription as I was leaving, he's going, Dad, I don't like the noise. I don't like the noise because the power washer makes a right old noise. I went, well, it'll be over in a minute. I also thought it's not my problem. Mm. Your mum's decided to do this, but I'm about to go and whatever unfolds will unfold without me here. Mm-hmm. I come out of the chem- chemist and see that I've got six missed calls from Sarah. And what had unfolded was he became so, un- he ca- became so frustrated with the noise that he went to the hose and I don't know how he did it, but snapped it or smashed it with his hands. And then the sort of water 
squirting all through the house, kitchen, no. all, everything. But how a child is able to snap a garden hose. Incredible Hulk child. Well, this is, this yeah, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the reason I mentioned that is this toy that you've taken a shine to. <laughs> a, a car, a car, I don't want it. It's like, I just like it. It's a car that transforms into a, a, a dinosaur, but it's it gets stuck Halfway between the two, because it wasn't doing, he couldn't quite figure it out at first, and he he pulled it really hard, and it's it's broken uh. now. However, the, I, I do have a reason for talking about this on the podcast. Yeah, the sound it makes is really weird to me. Okay, so when it's in dinosaur mode, mm. it starts making all. Like revving sounds, engine revving, transforming sounds. Right. And then when it becomes a car, mm. it just plays a mid-tempo soft rock guitar riff no. on repeat. So Let's I'm going to switch it on and see if it'll do it. Hang on a sec. I'll just hold it in front of me. And it's flashing lights. Here we go. <laughs> You get one of those drive time CDs where yeah. it's like music to drive to. Yeah. That's brilliant. So it's not, it transforms from a dinosaur to a cool crime fighting car that's speeding along and apprehending the bad guys. Mm. It's more like Jeremy Clarkson with his <laughs> yeah. window down, elbow out. There we go. Um, was that worth it? I don't know. So we talked about hugs. We went on a detour with that car. Let me try and uh, try and be efficient here. I'm not going to get bogged down in that. Here's what I wanted to say. Here's mm-hmm. what I wanted to start the podcast by saying. Happy Eid Mubarak. Oh, to you too. When this podcast comes out, it will be the end of Ramadan and I'm celebrating. Mm-hmm. Not just from the point of view of wishing my friends and fellow community members of the of the muslim faith the end of this this moment this moment in their calendar you know i do enjoy latching onto other people's festivities here's my thinking on on it i am mm. not religious at all i'm not a believer i'm going to hell if you believed in hell if i believed in hell mm. just i was just saying out loud probably what a believer might be thinking at this point i see yeah yeah However, I am still a keen recipient of and buyer of Christmas presents, eater of Easter eggs, and so on. And I just think that I would like to broaden that out to include the different religions. Mm. Diwali, I don't know what happens really, but there are fireworks and probably good things to eat. Yeah, yeah. Eid, I think there's probably a lot of good stuff to eat. I wouldn't be joining in with Ramadan itself and the fasting or any kind of deprivation, (laughs) piety, any kind of ritual I'm not very interested in. So you don't do the Lent, but you do the Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people do, don't they? Yeah, most. You had an ex who used to do Lent. Yeah, yeah, religiously, yeah. (laughs) Religiously, I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, used to give up alcohol every Lent, yeah. Yeah. So I will do the pancake day. Yeah. Where you're supposed to be feasting before you fast. Mm. Then I'll just carry on as normal and then eat the Easter eggs at the end of it. This, yeah. is, this is my approach. And I would like to broaden that uh, out to include all the different faiths. Yeah, yeah. Could probably get into bits of singing that they have 
in different religious festivals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd, I'd cherry pick like I do with the Christmas songs, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a great fan of In the Bleak Midwinter. No, not such a good one, is it? Jingle Bells I Love. Mm-hmm. You like the up-tempo ones? Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so that's that's the first reason I'm, I'm celebrating the end of Ramadan. Mm. The other reason I'm celebrating is that I just can't wait to order delivery easily again. Oh. It's been a nightmare. Has it really? Yes. Oh, okay. So I don't know if this is unique to my area, but a lot of the people who work delivering takeaways appear to be of the Muslim faith. Right. And then that sometimes doesn't matter because Ramadan moves throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But it seems to, because the end of the fast ends with sunset. And at the moment, sunset is exactly when I would normally order my takeaway. Ah, so you're not, right, okay. It's terrible for me. So you're having a real difficulty. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Mm. It's, well, um, we all feel deeply sympathetic, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's been, I've been eating at 10 o'clock sometimes like a Spaniard. <laughs> right. So I will be really glad. I'll be, I'll be celebrating as hard, if not harder than... <laughs> Anyone at being able to get a nice takeaway between eight and nine of an evening. Good. Which is when I like it. <laughs> uh, one more thing. Go on. We're only seven minutes in, so I think... I'm just thinking with mug chat gone, I think it's not going to run long this podcast anyway. Yeah. I got trapped in my bedroom earlier on. <laughs> what do you mean trapped? Trapped by what? Trapped by the fact that I had late night because I was working on something. So Sarah let me sleep in. Mm. And then she went out this morning to meet a friend. Mm-hmm. While I was asleep, but while Sarah was out on her walk, the cleaner arrived. But I hadn't got a dressing gown or anything in the bedroom. So to leave the bedroom would have risked the cleaner seeing me naked. Oh, he had, he had nothing to cover yourself up no. with? Unless you wore your duvet like a cloak and that is not a good look at your age. Well, I wish I'd thought, <laughs> I wish I'd thought of that because mm. I, I just stayed in the bedroom until Sarah got back an hour no. later and I was busting for the toilet so badly. No. I would love to be able to tell you that I, that I didn't go in a pint pot. You'd love to be able to tell us that you didn't. Yeah. Right, right. But, Better than out the window. <laughs> I poured the pint pot out later <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Time to hear from drifters. Do send us your story of social ineptitude, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. This week it's a Gareth special because Gareth sent us an email and there are just so many good stories in it. We're just going to do all of these. Oh, great, great. Yeah. Gareth says, I think looking on my life as an adult, I choose to believe with some degree of confidence that is evidently false that I'm not a drifter. And I've definitely been guilty at moments of basking in some faint wisp of superiority when listening to the podcast, thinking how far I've come. When in actual fact, I'm just as inept at human interaction as the worst of us. Or as my friends call me, Tim Nice But Dim, a trope I'd happily accept if I weren't so acutely aware of my own stupidity. I find myself thinking of that Disney film, Inside Out, with all the little people in the control centre of my brain trying to construct meaningful interactions. Except in my head, they're all dead. (laughs) 
And it's just an overwhelmed, disconcerted janitor who's found himself locked in there, desperately throwing together a random assortment of mistimed responses, phrases and words at the wrong time. If anyone asks you again, like, what this podcast is about, I think that's what I was yeah, think. Yeah. People who feel like their head is, like, inside out, but everyone's dying. Have you seen that film? Yeah, it's brilliant. Have you watched it with Rudy? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. Gene oh, puts it on every now and again, I, and I just sit and sob on the sofa behind him, Aww. trying... I know it's good for kids to see you having an emotional reaction to things, but mm. I have too many. Too much of an emotional reaction yeah. as well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never seen my dad cry. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen my dad not cry. Well, I think Jean's a, <laughs> a big cry. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Gareth says, where do I start? Last week, I rang my 60-something-year-old neighbour, who happens to be a plumber slash builder, and whilst I was on speakerphone in his van with his colleagues, I casually and confidently asked if he could pop up so I could nibble his ear over a job I wanted him to quote for in our flat. (laughs) Nibble his ear! Whilst it went totally ignored by my neighbour, I could quite clearly and quite distinctly hear his workmates scoffing at me as I turned blue. Of course, what I had intended to say was bend his ear. Now I have no (laughs) neighbour. Over a year ago, I was out shopping for a birthday card and got so caught in the moment and glee of finding a card I was happy with that when I got to the checkout and the checkout lady said, hi there, I got taken off guard and just beamed back at her. Happy birthday. I remember how it threw her so offbeat and she looked away. Naturally, I just continued to smile red-faced rather than correct it as if nothing had happened. When- we had pizza delivered uh, We had pizza delivered the other night. Mm. It was quite early. I got it in about half past five for Ramadan yep, reasons. Right, yeah. um, and the young woman who dropped it off said, enjoy your pizza. And I said, you too. Oh, no, it's the worst. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Worst of all, during my 20s to mid-30s, I was based as an aircraft engineer at Heathrow working in the hangars. The best time of my life and very fond memories. Yet when I first started, I found myself working with some very hefty, rough-around-the-edges sort of blokes and old farts. I myself, having grown up with mostly female friends and two sisters and having a boyfriend, was, to say the least, the soft, blonde and fluffy one. Think Bichon Freeze and the kennel full of Rottweilers <laughs> and Alsatians. In some warped, vain attempt to try and connect with some of the blokes, I attempted to adapt my language and gait accordingly. Cringy, I know. I don't quite know what happened along that path, but from memory and in my mind's eye, I thought I distinctly remembered an advert possibly, where a bunch of manly, macho men were using the turn of phrase rah or ma or whatever and scratching their chins to relay some kind of advantage over one another. I can't be the only one who remembers this. Rah! No, that doesn't ring any bells No. That was a... Yeah, well, we remember that one, yeah. For reasons I can't fathom why, I decided to adopt some hybrid version of this in my text messages to my peers when, for example, I would get to go home early or go for a lunch break or when I would get an easier task or just in general text message punctuation. I think looking back, I thought I was generating some kind of banter rapport with these guys. Unfortunately, I hadn't much thought of the spelling or intonation of what I'd been actually writing. And it wasn't until a female member of management thanked me one day and sent back multiple kiss emojis, which I felt was a little inappropriate, to be honest, in the workplace, that my boyfriend at the time enlightened me to the truth that I had, in fact, been sending big kisses to everyone at work. In my delusion, I'd been uh, been typing moi, 
À moi! <laughs> M-W-A-H. To all these greasy old farts, as well as my superiors for about six months, I genuinely hadn't realised what moi spelt or meant back then and that it was a big fat kiss. Examples were such like, Hey Brad, my boss, thanks for the leave request, late notice, off to St Lucia last minute, moi! Hey Russell, I've got the half night after all, moi! Hey, hey all, I found the tooling, moi! It's all so cringy when reading it back. After taking a few days off sick to let the concussion of what I've been doing sink in and trawling through old WhatsApp groups and emails to see who I'd essentially been flirting with, I had my notice half typed, minus see moi! Thankfully, years later, after coming back off the ledge, I mentioned it to a few guys and they remembered it. I just thought it was a tad weird. Since my days then, I've retrained and taken to the skies as a pilot. Jeff, your impression is perfect. Thank you. you. To say I was nervous about my lack of social finesse in this new role was an understatement. I've had so many blurbs over the radio with the whole of the UK airspace listening. I recently felt the need to loudly verbalise the thought that the plane we were about to take flying was knackered, completely removed from the fact that an elderly woman passenger was over my shoulder. (laughs) Worse still, I've since somehow felt the need to jovially tell a captain I had just met that I was flying with the remainder of the day that he shouldn't use the antibacterial wet wipes in the loo to wipe his bum as they burn. (laughs) He gave me such an extended, hollow and vacant expression that it outmatched that of my mum's when I came out to her at 18. (laughs) What is wrong with me? Tim, nice but dim, seems an understatement. I, uh, I I found out the hard way about those antibacterial wipes somewhat recently. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear yeah, it. Yeah. You've recovered. Oh, Gareth, that was great. Mm. Um, I I feel there's more Gareth can give us. I, no, no pressure, Gareth, because you gave us you gave us a lot there. Mm. But I don't think those are isolated. I don't, I don't think that is the complete life story. I'm sure there's more. And if anyone else wants to send in an, an, a medley, I love a medley. Yeah, a compendium, mm. a medley. Yeah, mm. any, any, anything. Any You've just got lots of little stories. Yes. Always welcome. Yes. Uh, the email address, hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle, mm. will we have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? We will. So I talked about my problem with the social cheek kiss last week. This now is kind of a part two. As I'd like to confess my problems with the kiss in the form of the letter X. Mm. Could we please have some uniformity with this? Because what bothers me is that I've got no X for a kiss identity of my own. I feel like a lot of people are, I'm a one kiss person on texts and emails. I always do two, I do three, and the crazy ones who do about five. It's Mm. part of who Mm. they are. Mm. Like some people are Manchester United fans, some are cat lovers, some like Prosecco. That's their identity. Whereas I have no X for a kiss identity at all in texts and emails. I just copy back what's been done to me. Right. So if they do none, so do I. I think that's very emotionally intelligent, by the way. Do you think so? I just think it means I've got no personality of my own. Yeah. as well okay if they do one so do i same for two and three if they are a four or more type of person i can't bring myself to show that much love Mm, so mm. i just do three how many kisses do you do jeff on a text or email one lowercase you're a one guy yeah Yeah. oh here we go lowercase and uppercase that's a whole other thing i think uppercase is insane i think it's okay for one no it's just people who don't know what they're doing okay and what about um spaces between how do you mean? A space between the kisses. Say you're doing more than one, you do some spaces. No, I think that, that starts to look a bit unhinged as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and how many kisses do I do to you? You would just do what I do. Yeah, copy your back, just yeah, do you one. Told me that. You told me the answer then. The, 
Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just confirming, yes. confirming yeah. to everyone that I really am. The thing am... That I struggle with is, mm. I, is I used to always finish my text message properly with a full stop, mm-hmm. then have a finger space. Mm-hmm. Don't really call them finger spaces anymore. No, I think when so. I say anymore, it means since I left primary school. Yeah, long time. Or even ago. like second year infants. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but then I would do the kiss after the space kiss, mm. and I'd have to switch the phone from yes caps yes to lowercase. Mm. Somebody said just drop the full stop, which I did. Never felt entirely comfortable with it, but I've I've dropped the full stop now. Oh, I wonder. I don't know if I have or not. I need to check. Mm. I think I probably do don't because i wouldn't feel comfortable at all about leaving that can you have a look at some of my past texts yeah hang on a second i'm desperate to know now here we go what do i do oh no i do drop it i do drop the last full stop yeah interesting okay my mum and dad they get two kisses mother-in-law three that's not fair. I love my mum and dad much more than my boyfriend's mum. <laughs> but if she's giving me three, I can't diss her by coming back with two. Mm, I think three is too many. But if someone gives you two, are you okay with just staying with your one kiss personality? Yeah. yeah. And you don't feel like you're dissing no. them? No. What if someone gives three? You don't feel like you've got up it no. to two? This is making <gasps> so me feel confident. good about myself. It's because I think that I'm not a self-assured, confident person, but... Something about this suggests that I am comfortable with who I am. Yeah, you're just like, I'm just going to do one. Not, yeah. I'm not going to, just because you've done two or three, yeah. I'm not going to up my game. No. I do wonder if like most people don't even notice this kind of thing, whether like we all are counting the kisses and reading too much into it. Like I can find it quite stressful. Mm. The big problem is, is if I'm the first to send or text an email a person I'm not previously corresponded with, if it's a stranger or a work thing, no kisses, obviously, I'm not insane. But everyone else, what I do is I start with one and then see how it goes. Then if they come back with more, then I match myself to them. <laughs> and if they don't come back with one, you pretend like it never happens. Yes, yes, I just <laughs> drop mine. I just drop, I do. I just drop it. Yeah, I just drop yeah. it. I do that. I oh, do okay, that. okay, good. And I've noticed that some people are very inconsistent as well. They vary between none and three, sometimes in the course of a conversation conversation and I have to do the same I have to like keep switching mine around it's all a bit ridiculous really my one and only holiday romance was in Sweden many years ago with a <gasps> oh, I'd forgotten about Goran, that guy Goran. a beautiful blonde bearded carpenter called Goran who from memory wore quite a lot of sporty headbands like be on board yes and who drove who drove a purple car yeah he he, he had there was something about him that could be a character in a Wes Anderson film yes yeah. yes yes and during the course of this very brief holiday romance, I sent him I sent him a text with an X at the end, and he replied back with, "What does the X mean?" And he possibly thought I was trying to be saucy and alluding to something X-rated, which I can assure you I wasn't. <laughs> but they just don't have that in Sweden. No, and Americans have XO. Oh, that means hug. That means kisses and hugs. But the, the X on its own doesn't exist. Oh, so okay. if yeah, so I, I I would get messages from Americans sometimes and think, are they, are they, are they some OXO? <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's going on? Should I send them some OXO cubes? Yeah, 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 but the X on its own isn't a thing. But it made me think. Well, what does it mean? Why do we do it? Well, guess what. I went on Wikipedia again. It's old. Guess how old it is? Um, I think it's something to do with the crucifixion. Middle Ages. Really? Yeah. They'd put an X at the bottom of documents and letters to signify sincerity, faith and honesty. So that's what it's supposed to mean. That's better. You think that's better, do you? It's not actual kissing. But they'd also physically kiss the X. Which oh. I would like to see a reintroduction of if we're going to keep on doing this. But really, what I want is some rules. Family, two kisses. Friends, one kiss. Everyone else, none. Is that too much to ask? We could standardise it. We could do some kind of survey. Yeah. 
Could be a little replacement for mug chat. <laughs> I think it's stretching it a bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I received an email yesterday. Today, by the way, is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's possible you're listening to this on the Wednesday when it comes out. Uh, so this email was received on Monday, which was the... Oh, talk about brain fog. What date is it today? The 11th. So I received this email on Monday the 10th. <laughs> okay, right. Um, and it was from a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was an invitation to her 40th birthday, she had attached the beautifully designed invite Mm -hmm. and then written me a message which said, I know that you dread this kind of thing, but I would really love it if you could come to my birthday party. Okay, that's nice. She's acknowledging the fact that you don't want to go and then saying, but I'd want you to come. Okay, nice. So she understands that I have my issues Mm -hmm. around social awkwardness. Because, of course, I just felt dread when I saw this thing. Mm. Because it's not just an invitation to a party. Like, there's, there's never an invitation to a party that doesn't make me feel dread. Okay. And then this particular one is at a hotel in the countryside. Oh, a bit travelling, folks. So best case scenario is that we'd have to get a babysitter and then spend maybe, like, a couple of hundred pounds getting a taxi back to arrive home at one in the morning or whatever it would be. Worst case scenario mm. is it would cost us less than that in travel because we could use public transport, mm. but we'd have to stay in a hotel overnight, find somebody to look after Jean. Then I might see people from the night before at breakfast the next oh, day. exhausting. Yeah, it just yeah. be really terrible. And then one of them might say, how are you getting back? And say, oh, we're on the 10 o'clock train. And said, oh. oh, we're getting that train as well. Do you want to, do you want to share a cab to the train station? Like just... That that stuff, I, I would I would deliberately take a different train in the wrong direction to avoid that. <laughs> so I'm I'm filled with all this ang- anxiety about this party, mm. but I am thinking it clearly would mean a lot to her that she she wrote this personalised note and thought about how I would feel receiving this invitation. Yeah, so I'm staring at this invitation as I say, which was beautifully designed. And I notice as part of that design, it says RSVP by the 8th of May. Oh, you've only just got the... Uh, oh, you've got a a reject. You've got someone... Basically, she invited people she wanted to come. Yeah. Some of those said no, and yep. she, you've got your B list. Yes. Yeah, but you just moved on to B list. Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. And you felt, what, elated? Well... Obviously, there's a joy at, at, at seeing what somebody is really up to. Yeah. But I don't know what to do now. Because whilst she's made it clear, or 
at least um, tried to make me feel that uh, she, she's made it clear that it would be important to her for me to be there. Mm. I also now know that not important enough to have actually had me on the list of first choice people yeah. you would have had at your party. Doesn't want you to come that much. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I'm only going mm. because people either didn't RSVP in time or too, enough people couldn't make it. Mm. That she's thinking, who else then? And there's also that lag of two days. I mean, who knows how many people she invited in the interim? Oh, who right. Said no. Yes. Yeah. Well, you've got the perfect get out. Just reply back going oh sorry i'm so sorry didn't rsvp in time sorry about that that's all you have to say <laughs> don't have to say anything else i know it's too late now isn't it sorry yeah mm. yeah that'd be a nice way of pointing i don't think yes that, that's good a passive aggressive way yeah, of pointing that yeah, out because yeah. my my other one was i think this is a good excuse for anybody who needs one at the moment hmm. you could say oh, i just had my second dose and um i'm having i'm having some bad side effects Right, but when's the party? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Could say Sarah's just had a second dose. Uh, yeah. I mean, on the day. Yeah, right. I would see. Say you'll go. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great get-out yeah. clause at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very good, that, isn't it? I'll just tell you about something I've done that's annoyed Sarah. Okay. I've been helping Jean with his homework. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And when I say helping him with his homework... Like a lot of the stuff he gets set, it's like you can draw a painting or you can uh, write a few words or you can make a video. And then as soon as I see the words make a video, I think, right, we're going to do a big production. Right. And in the past, like I've used green screen, music, sound effects, like quite sophisticated editing. You want to be the best one for the teacher, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So last week, and I didn't spend that much time on it, but it was what have you learned about the polar regions? So... I pointed my phone at him, asked him what he'd learned, asked him follow-up questions, and then edited it all together, (laughs) taking out the bits where he goes off at a tangent or says things which are wildly factually incorrect. Right, right. And then to cover up the edits, put stills of the (laughs) creatures that he's talking about or the northern lights or polar landscapes. Imagine your dad doing this. No. 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 Um. Yeah, but it's nice for the teachers. Well, this is this is what I think. Yeah. I, just, I quite enjoy doing it. Okay, good. And I just really want those teachers to like me. Yeah, yeah. But I think what got gets back Sarah's back up is I will quite often put in things that are way over the kids' heads, right? And just for the teachers. Oh, like what? Like double entendres. <laughs> <laughs> so on this particular one. He was going on and on about Arctic wolves. So I really trimmed it down. So we just got the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I should do that with a podcast. <laughs> if I did it less with his homework videos, it'd give me more time to do it with the podcast. Um, so I really trimmed it down and then said, Oh, and what sound do Arctic wolves make? And he goes, Woo! Like this. Mm. So I think, well, there's a good out point for the video. So mm. I just then chop in Aha's Cry Wolf. <laughs> You didn't. Alright. And then had still pictures of Arctic wolves for like a split second each. And then moved on to Virginia Wolf, Wolf from Gladiators, Wolf Blitzer. You didn't. Wolfie from Citizen Smith. <laughs> Picture of Wolverhampton Wanderers. You did please, all this. Please, please myself, yeah. What did you get for your homework? Do they grade them? 
No, I think I should. I'll tell you what I feel slightly aggrieved about. Mm. There's a school Instagram account. Right. And sometimes they put the best of the homework on that Instagram account. Oh, I, I, it's all becoming clear now. You're trying to get on that, right? Mm. But you haven't been on it yet. I think it must be the as- aspect ratio of these videos is off for uh, for the square right. Instagram. That's something to think about. Yeah. I just like to film it in widescreen, though. <laughs> I like it to be in 16, 9, 10, 18. <laughs> no, you've got I don't to, know what you've got any to do of these square. numbers. You've got to do it square for Instagram. Are you very excited about parents' evening? <gasps> That's going up soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's no. going to be a real kind of like wink and like, oh, I've been doing the homework type thing going on. <laughs> what if I get in trouble? What, for trying too hard? Yeah. I think it's only your wife you're going to get in trouble with trying too hard. Well, I am. You yeah. can rest assured that yeah. that has happened. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Mm-hmm. Did I just say problematic a bit weirdly? No. Okay. Well, let's get, let's go then. If okay. I didn't, then then it's fine. Okay, let's start with Craig then, who says, Today I face a terrible dilemma. Six months ago, we moved into a new house on a small new build estate. We've got to know the neighbours reasonably well, but today someone I hadn't seen before turned up at my front door while I was working and out of my studio, win- my study window, I saw something that immediately gave me sweaty palms. She was carrying a tray full of something that looked very much like chocolate cakes, which turned out to be a mix of Rice Krispie Cakes and Rocky Road. I opened the door and she introduced herself and explained that she'd made some cakes for her son's birthday and had had, had made rather too many and thought our kids might enjoy them. We had a nice chat. She's a very friendly lady. Her and her husband both retired and recently moved to the area. But all the while we were talking, I knew at the end she was going to hand me this tray of cakes that none of us in the house could eat on the account of them being most definitely not vegan, Mm, which we all are, mm. and probably in the case of the Rocky Road, not even veggie on account of the marshmallows. Of course, I took them like a good drifter and thanked her for the delicious looking cake, despite knowing the best thing to do would be to immediately tell her that we wouldn't eat them and hand them back, thus also saving future embarrassment when she inevitably does the same on her husband's dog's grandchild's birthday. The worst part of the story is that she gave them to me on a lovely melamine train that she obviously expects back. So adopting some variant of the port protocol and pretending it never happened isn't an option as I must return the tray and either admit that I was too embarrassed to tell her we couldn't eat them or tell her that the cakes were delicious and we enjoyed them very much. In fact, the cakes are destined to be given away tomorrow in my son's drama class. So this isn't a total untruth, but it does risk leaving open future unsolicited bakery items from this delightful lady that we almost certainly won't be able to eat. I do have one ace up my sleeve, which is to send my slightly less drifterish wife to return the tray. But then I'm not sure I'd ever be able to look this woman in the eye again. This is a situation I have to encounter with relative frequency, as I'm also a non-drinker after I stopped drinking. I had several awkward encounters with friends and family members buying me expensive bottles of wine and whiskey, not realising that I stopped drinking. Instantly, there was no reason for me to stop drinking other than to improve my health. But telling people you don't drink is always awkward. So I tried to lighten the conversation to say that I stopped drinking after the incident, which often <laughs> backfires in the form of an awkward silence with them clearly not getting the joke and assuming that something terrible really did happen that led to my sudden <laughs> sobriety. Can you offer any advice? Well, I can, I can definitely offer advice on the drinking. And this is true for me because... This is what happened for me. But I found that when I was drinking and on the v- 
very, very rare occasion I'd try and have a night where I didn't drink and people are like, oh, go on. And you'd say, I'm trying to cut down a bit or whatever. The, the, the people have got no tolerance for that. Mm. I find if you, and I think you've intuited this with the incident, but um, I think if you say, oh yeah, I got a bit messy on it, so I had to stop. People just feel awkward and, and respectful and then don't question it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think there've been occasions where, I don't know, people who don't know me well or people who I've worked with have sent me a bottle of wine. Yes. And I can easily say thank you for that and say, that was so kind of you to send that bottle of wine. Um, uh, I, I'm not a drinker myself, but my wife was extremely excited to receive it. And would you only say that if they had asked you whether you liked their present? Because otherwise you could just say that was great. But you want you want them so you don't get it every year. Like, yeah, I want you, a better you, present you feel, okay, I want, yeah. that I can have. You feel the need yeah. to say, well, that's a good yeah, way of saying yeah, yeah. it, yeah. But with the with the cake thing, I, I would just lie. Yeah. Would it be, make? I was just thinking, would it make a big, so what if they turned up with a tray of bacon sandwiches? I'd find that much easier to turn away. I don't know why. It's because wherever you're up to with something like veganism, you, f you always feel like, or vegetarianism, whatever it is, you always feel like most people are only just past the point of not understanding like the royal family thing, the sitcom, the royal family that is not mm. the uh, the queen and uh, the gang. Mm. The, not understanding that it's not. Uh, oh, can you have thinly sliced ham though? Right, right. You know, yeah. Got a friend whose auntie would yeah. say, oh, "There's a bit of pork in this soup. But I won't tell anybody." Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like it's all right. Yeah. If no one knows. Yeah. yeah, and it's better than it was. But wherever you're at, mm. the uh, the the norm, I don't think grasps it in the same way. Mm, mm, mm. So. I just wouldn't get into it about a marshmallow, for example. No, no. I, I I, totally agree. I think I could only say thank you and give them away or just throw them away. I would actually like some advice on... So we bring up Jean Veggie. Mm. Sarah's not vegetarian, but she is probably at this point like 85 or 90% of the time, but she doesn't eat meat or fish in the house. So I've got two, two things... Number one is like every now and again, he'll say something like, uh, I want to eat an animal. <laughs> right. And my opinion on that is when he is old enough to understand what it is to take something's life and, and what that really means, mm. then he's old enough to make that decision mm -hmm. for himself. Mm -hmm. But before then, he's perfectly healthy. There's loads of things that he can eat that... Um, that nothing's had to die for. He's 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 going to be full and sated with delicious things without him ever having to make that decision. But uh, you know, when when he says it, or when he goes over to somebody's house and they're eating, they basically they've got something that he hasn't, mm -mm. which is the way he would see it as a kid. Like, how do you handle that situation? Right. And then today, I took into the opticians. And she was super friendly. She asked him what, uh, what, what uh, he'd he'd had for his lunch, and he told her. And then he said, "Oh, what did you have for your lunch?" And she said, "Oh, I, uh, I, had, I had some nice fish." And he said, "You shouldn't eat fish; it's killing animals." Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. So I don't want him to be preachy. No, no, I want no. Want to do what I do? Where just judge people silently? Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Um, I've tried explaining and said, well, yeah, this is this is why we do this in our family, but other people make 
other decisions and uh, it's it's private. Mm. But it's difficult. Very difficult. So how do I handle those two things? I hope you're not asking me. No, I'm Oh, asked. good. <laughs> As we know, I'm rubbish at this. Yeah. Sorry, what was the name of the person who sent in the email again? It is, scrolling up, Craig. Craig. Yeah, maybe Craig can help me with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In return for you saying... There's nothing you can do. You just have to take them. Scrape it in the bin. Scrape it in the bin. Give it to the scout group. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, then, it, yeah, yeah. You can't go, oh, they're really nice, but can you do me vegan ones next time? It doesn't work that no, way, does it? No. Mm. You could passive-aggressively make her some vegan mm. cakes. Yeah, but then she'll, it's too embarrassing to admit that you took the other ones even though you couldn't eat them. Mm. Well, yeah, actually, what you could say... This is what I actually would t- tend to do. I- I'd sort of tell the truth is say, oh, we took them to my son's scout group and they they loved mm, them. Thank mm. you so much. They were a big hit. Because then you're telling the truth, but you're sort of distancing yourself slightly from them. It's so, it's so difficult and it shouldn't be. Mm. Mm. But as far as alcohol goes, even if you don't have a drink problem, tell people you have a drink problem and they're largely respectful of it. Yeah, okay. It's an easy way out. Okay. Right, let's move on to Lizzie. This is also a neighbour-related one. Yes. I moved in with my sister about six months ago when I started a new job. She has the first floor of a converted Victorian semi with a family living on the ground floor and a young couple on the floor above us. The garden is split into three. Our third is at the back, the top floor has the middle and the ground floor has the bit closest to the house. My bedroom slash office window looks out onto the garden, which gives me a perfect view of the bird feeder that the ground floor family have put on their bit of the fence. Watching the birds in between team meetings brings me a lot of joy, so I thought it might be nice to give them some bird food. We rarely cross paths, so I also thought it would be a good way to let them know that we are nice people. I wrote a quick, for the birds, note, drew a little picture, signed it from me at 18B and stuck it in the bag. Sorry, stuck it to the bag. I put the bag on the patio table, note side down so that it wouldn't blow away and went back to work. The next day, I saw that the bird feeder had been refilled, but the bag was still on the table. The day after, the the mum hung some washing out, but the bag remained untouched. Several more loads of laundry were processed over the weekend and other things were moved around on the table. At one point, there were at least seven children on the trampoline, yet no one touched the bird food. It's been a week and it is still there. Yesterday I heard some loud tapping and looked round to see two magpies pecking at the bag, eating food through the holes. Later a pigeon did the same. The mung hung out another full wash just a foot and a half away from it. Why is everyone ignoring the bag of bird food? What should I have done? My sister, not a qualified, fully qualified drifter, came back from a holiday and couldn't understand why I hadn't just knocked on their door or left it on their doorstep. Obviously, we all know why. We're going away for the weekend, but I fully expect to find the half-eaten bag when we get back on Tuesday. Before you ask, even if they had acknowledged it, I don't feel like I have committed to topping up their bear food once a month until either of us moves or dies. Hmm. What do you think? I think... Do you? Th- it seems that they, they don't realise it's for them. Is this, is this what we're all thinking? I think so, yeah. Because it was no side down, stop it blowing away. They think that someone has just left it there by mistake and they're too polite to touch it. So is it a possibility? It feels a bit late in the day for it. Is it a possibility to attach the note so it can be seen more clearly? 
But it all becomes a bit embarrassing now because it's gone on so long. And to be honest, what I would do, I'd just take it away now. I'd wait till, I, <laughs> I'd wait till they go on holiday. I'd take it away and just pretend it never happened. And is there no using your sister as a mouthpiece hmm. if she's not driftery? Yeah. Those people have come in very handy for this kind of thing. Send her down and say, oh, my sister, she put it there for you, but she put the notes underneath. You obviously haven't. Yes. Why no, no, not? You don't, you don't send her like as an emissary like oh, that. Oh, go on. You, you, you orchestrate some kind of bump into... Oh. And she just goes, oh, did you get the bag of bird food that uh, Lizzie left for you? Oh, yes. Okay, so two options there, both good, I think. Mm. Send the sister or just t- take it away, pretend it never happened. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, And that's our podcast. Thank you for listening this week. If you have any kind of situation which has arisen where you need to know what the rules are, uh, then uh, you you can ask us in Quandary Corner. I think we did a fine job this week. And uh, also, we would love to hear from you about your attempts at interactions that have somehow gone awry, especially if you can give us a, a, a compendium or a medley. Mm, that yes, was good, please. wasn't it? Yeah, I loved that. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And I'll finish this week with a big mwah. This comes from Brenda, who says, hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. I would like to request a publication for around the 12th of May. Oh, it's happening on the 12th of May. This is when you're getting it. Yeah. For the birthday of my girlfriend, Viola. Pronounced like the word fear, but with a V sound, as in very, and ending with a L, as in lust. You did it right. That was pretty close, wasn't it? Viola. Viola. Um, we've been together for around 1.5 years now, and I would like to tell her that I love her very much, but I gotta get a belly full of wine. (laughs) Um, uh, we are about to move in together and become a little family with our four cats, Pebbles, Link, Harry, and Deacon. Link. Link. Here's what's interesting to me. Yeah. Link isn't capitalised. You don't think it's possible that there was a link in the original email and something in the cut and paste has just ended up with the word link oh. in the version that you've sent on to me. L-I-N-K. It doesn't fit in with Pebbles, Harry and Deacon, although I do, I do like all the I mean, they're names. all great names. Link is kind of a cool name. Just I like go, go, it. Go to your email. Go to your email. Okay. Go to your email on your computer there. mistake that I made. Let's double, let's double check. Okay. We're just going to check up on this. Mm. If, it, if it turned out to be wrong... Link is a great name, okay. but it just seemed slightly incongruous with the others, as you say, and the lack of capital letter, I found a little vexing. No, it does, it does just say Link with okay. a small L. Well, there we go. Link. Mm. 
Maybe it's short for Lincoln after Andrew Lincoln, the actor. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, the, it's the small L, isn't it? It's yeah. confusing. Yeah. Interesting. And our dog, Layla. Oh. I have some advice. Oh, sorry, I missed the sentence here. So, oh, she does listen to Adrift, but is quite a bit behind since she always listens whilst commuting and isn't allowed to go to the office for over a year now due to corona. I will tell her to jump ahead to this episode. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, she'll miss all of Mug Chat. Uh, and there were some great moments in that. I miss Mug Chat. Me too, but mm. let's be honest. Mm. Aside from Mug Chat, a lot of those episodes didn't really have much going for them. <laughs> The stories from Drifters were great. Yeah. Your bits were very good. No. I think we all know who we need to be pointing <laughs> the finger at. Uh, okay. I have some advice. Back to that sentence. For the quandary in a episode. 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 I heard somebody speaking, uh, a, fr- a French person speaking English the other day, and they put on a huh sound at the front of the word where there doesn't need to be one. And I thought, I wonder what, wonder what that is. Huppity. It's, it was that mm. kind of mm. huppity. It was, it was like that kind of thing. I wonder what, why, why you would do that. Mm. I don't know. I'm thinking of taking it on as an affectation just to yeah. make it look a bit more interesting. Yeah. Or annoying. I don't know which. Probably annoying. Mm. <laughs> um, I wonder one for one. Oh, the scientists who don't know how interested people really are in the job. I have the same thing being a scientist in... Uh, by specific antibody development. My advice is describe in one sentence what it is you do. If they say something along the lines of, oh, that's nice, right. you can leave it at that. Yeah. If they ask questions, they are interested and you can go on. Carte blanche, go ahead, tell more. Oh, I love a question. I love asking people follow-up questions. Mm. Anything that gets the onus of speaking off me and onto somebody else. Yeah, yeah. M- making them do all the hard work. <laughs> the hard conversational work. Um, peace and love. Brenda. P.S. Jeff. If you hate the feeling of unpolished wood, uh, the unpolished wood of disposable chopsticks, why not bring your own? Well, let me tell you something. My ex used to carry in her bag for me Varnished chopsticks. It was wonderful. And, I think, because I have a similar thing with paper straws, which, of course, are much better for the environment. Mm -hmm. So she got some kind of metal washable (laughs) straw. So she was like taking a baby out. (laughs) It's like all the little things you might need, like in a Mm. big changing bag. Mm. Unfortunately. My wife refuses yeah. to infantilise me in quite the same way. Doesn't, maybe doesn't pander to you. Doesn't love me as much. Needs. No, no. Yeah, the power what, dynamic. What we're is all off. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so because I don't carry a bag typically, mm. this this is my problem. I'd love it if you always wore a bum bag with a stainless steel straw and some varnished chopsticks in it at all times. What if I had a straw behind my ear mm. and chopsticks in my hair? Making some kind of little top knot. No, that's not that's not what I was envisaging at okay. all, no. Uh, Brenda says, I've done this on occasion. I explain only if they ask and uh, they don't seem to mind. If you bring polished wooden ones, they probably won't even notice. Mm. Surely if you're in a restaurant and you bring your own utensils, 
you're just saving somebody work. It's a good thing. They've yeah. got less things to pick up. They've got less yes. things to wash up. And also, when they go through those doors into the kitchen, they go, you never guess what the guy at table 44 <laughs> is. Yeah. I also have a short drifter story for you. Before Corona, when it was still allowed, I took the train to visit a friend. This meant switching trains halfway. I had a 15-minute wait, so I sat down, looking up occasionally. When the train didn't come, and I got up to check why it hadn't, I realised I'd been looking in the wrong direction and was now looking at the train just leaving the station. It's good. I want to know more about how you handled it in that moment. I think we all know how she handled it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me me tell you something. And I'm addressing uh, Viola here. I like the sound of this, Brenda. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoyed that email. There's a lot of little detail in there. The names of the animals. The job. The advice. Mm. And to me and the chopsticks rather yeah, than yeah. the uh, quandary stuff. And uh, and the, the little detail of that anecdote. That makes me f- feel like Brenda's my kind of person. Yeah. So probably Vila is as well, unless opposites attract mm, in yeah, this occasion. She could be awful. She could be. Mm. When they say opposites attract, it's not usually one great person and one awful person, is it? <laughs> no, not generally. <laughs> That's a funny idea. If, oppo- if opposites attract, then which one am I in the couple? Am I the great one or the awful <laughs> one? Good. Well, I hope it's a great birthday. I hope you, uh, you manage to... Do something fun, given current circumstances. Yes, yes. And that is the latest edition of the podcast, Podicated to Vila. There'll be another one along next week. If you would like a podication, send in an email. Put a date on it if you want it sometime in the next 18 months. Two months. Is that what you... Yeah, I, I, for reasons I won't bore you with, I calculated the backlog today. And I think it's um, it's a couple of months backlog at the moment. That's amazing to me. Maybe it's maybe it's. I mean, let's say three. <laughs> Masses. How has it gone from being over a year to three months in uh, no time? Yeah, I don't know. It's all entirely dependent on how many people ask for dated ones. Yes, I think maybe there was when we. I think it goes back to when we first started, and like a lot of people wanted them, and now they've realised it. I don't know why I'm boring myself talking, so I'll stop. Okay, mm. it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.